From the heart of our nation's capital, here's Family Research Council President Tony Perkins. Welcome to Washington Watch. Thanks so much for joining me. Coming up on this Thursday edition. Yesterday, as we discussed, was a national gathering for prayer and repentance here in Washington at the Museum of the Bible. Today, it was a national prayer breakfast on Capitol Hill, a much different event. I joined House Majority Leader Steve Scalise at the Capitol to hear the remarks of the guest speakers, including President Biden. Let's start treating each other with respect. That's what Kevin and I are going to do. Not a joke. We had a good meeting yesterday. Well, apparently that call for respect does not mean that the fear-mongering will stop. So the bottom line is simple. Playing games with the debt ceiling is dangerous, destabilizing, and would spell disaster for every single American. Dangerous, destabilizing, disaster. That was uh, Senate Democrat Leader Chuck Schumer today, fear-mongering on the Senate floor. As was made clear yesterday on this program, once again... There's plenty of time to reach a consensus on a responsible way forward as it pertains to the debt ceiling. Now, Speaker McCarthy made clear again today that raising the debt ceiling will require spending reforms. We will not pass a clean debt ceiling here without some form of spending reform. So there'll never be a clean one. I don't know how they want to say it. That's fine. But at the end of the day, we're going to get spending reforms. I, I believe you have to lift the debt ceiling. But you do not lift the debt ceiling without changing your behavior. So we'll talk with New Jersey Congressman Chris Smith in just a moment. The drip, drip, drip of documents continues. Green, what is the current number of documents bearing classified markings that have been found in the president's residences and offices? I would refer you to the White House Counsel's office. Okay. Ian, just declined to comment on that as well. Just let them. You may not have heard. He said, well, I asked, and they wouldn't say. Well, that was uh, White House Press Secretary Corinne Jean-Pierre responding to that reporter's question about the lack of information from the White House on the classified documents that are being found in the president's homes and his offices. I mean, what happened to transparency? We're going to talk with South Carolina Congressman Ralph Norman a little later here on Washington Watch. As the Biden administration and the left continues to push their destructive transgender agenda, more and more states are pushing back. Nebraska is one of those states. Nebraska State Senator Kathleen Kalf has introduced a measure entitled Let Them Grow. She joins us later to explain. And finally, the cancel culture continues. We acknowledge that we may never know the exact mindset of the decision makers who decided to join hand in glove with progressives drive to silence our opposition. But what we know is more than enough. Democrats asked and direct TV delivered. That was Colorado Congressman Ken Buck on the House floor discussing direct TV's latest attack on conservative speech. We'll be joined by the target of that attack. Chris Ruddy, the CEO of Newsmax, joins me later here on Washington Watch. The website, TonyPerkins.com, lots of resources there for you. Be sure and check it out. Our word for today comes from Jeremiah 11, verses 9 and 10. And the Lord said to me, a conspiracy has been found among the men of Judah and among the inhabitants of Jerusalem. A conspiracy? What was that conspiracy? Well, we look in verse 10 to find out. They have turned back to their iniquities, the iniquities of their forefathers who refused to hear my words, and they have gone after other gods to serve them. The house of Israel and the house of Judah have broken my covenant, which I made with their fathers. Well, let's first define what's a conspiracy. 
It's an intentional, willful act of evil, of sin. They had repented. They turned back. But then after taking a pledge to uphold the covenant, they willfully, with intent, started doing exactly what their fathers had done, refusing to listen to God, refusing to follow God, trading the truth for a lie. And folks, that's the same conspiracy we see today, trading the truth for a lie. To find out more about our Bible reading plan, go to frc.org slash Bible. A day after his White House meeting with President Biden to discuss the debt ceiling impacts, impasse, Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy remains optimistic that a deal can be reached to address our nation's nearly $32 trillion deficit, a debt. Will the Democrat, Democrats' fear-mongering make it difficult for Congress to reach an acceptable deal? Joining me now to discuss this and much more is Congressman Chris Smith. He is one of the two most senior members in the House of Representatives, having served since 1981. He's on the House Committee on Foreign Affairs. He's also the co-chair of the Tom Lantos Human Rights Commission and the House Pro-Life Caucus. And he was recently reappointed as the chairman of the Congressional Executive Commission on China. He represents the 4th Congressional District of New Jersey. Congressman Smith, welcome back to the program. Tony, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Let me first get your thoughts on Speaker McCarthy's meeting with uh, President Biden yesterday. Well, I think it's important that there be dialogue. I think the president of the United States was absurd when he said no negotiations. Uh, he already had one now. And uh, I thought, you know, the effort to to attach significant budget savings uh, has to be pursued. Tony, you'll recall, you know, I was here in 1995 when we did Graham Redmond. That was attached to a, a debt limit uh, increase. Uh, the 2011 Budget Control Act saved some 2000 $2.1 trillion, uh, that was attached to a, a, a debt limit increase. And frankly, in 1993 and 97, budget you know, deals were, were put together, uh, and that finally got us to a, a balanced budget, all attached to a what? A debt limit increase. So uh, this is an opportunity that has to be seized especially with the $31.5 trillion budget deficit that we're dealing with. So, so Congressman, we heard that the president actually sat next to, uh, to Kevin, at uh, Kevin Mac- Speaker McCarthy, at the uh, prayer gathering this morning. Uh, I was just a couple rows behind him. And uh, so the president made those comments about having respect and working together, and they, they looked like they got along, they were talking. But then you have uh, Senator Schumer, the leader in the Senate over there, making all of these comments about how the Rep- Republicans are going to destroy the country. They're wanting to cut Medicaid, uh, Medicare, uh, Social Security. And we know those things are not true. And we know we have time to reach a deal. Is that going to make it harder for the two parties to come together? There's no doubt it makes it harder. And I think the American public are sick and tired of reckless uh, hyperbole of that kind, and Schumer certainly excels in it. Uh, I mean, the the lie that we've had for decades about cutting Medicare and Social Security, I remember when Claude Pepper, now I'm going back to the 80s, uh, when we were talking about trying to save Social Security, went to people's districts, pointed to that individual member, you know, in abstention, of course, they weren't really there, and said, this man's the enemy of Social Security. Uh, we call it Medicare because they do it with Medicare as well. Right. Uh, and I hope the people are tired of the Democrats demagoguing those issues. We're going to 
keep our commitment to our senior citizens, and we're going to do it robustly. I mean, we've had the chairman of the committee on the program making very clear there yeah. will be no cuts to any of those programs. We don't exactly. need to cut those programs. It's just the wasteful spending that has been made and the money, even from COVID, that's still out there that hasn't been spent. So exactly, it's, it's all fear-mongering. But I want to move on. Before we run out of time, I want to get to a, a topic that you and I both are passionate about. You uh, reappointed as the chairman of the Congressional Executive Commission on China. And then this week, you've introduced legislation that would tie China's trade privileges. They flooded America with cheap products, driven out American jobs, most of the time doing that with slave slave labor from China. You are now, for the first time since uh, Bill Clinton, wanting to reattach their trade privileges with their human rights treatment. Exactly. You know, Tony, the shame of Bill Clinton is that he got it at first. He linked MFN, Most Favored Nation Status, which is critical to the export economy of China, with human rights. Then one year later, and I actually made a trip over the, over to China, met with foreign ministry people who said, you know, he's bluffing. And he was bluffing. He ripped up his, his human rights language uh, where serious sustained progress needed to be made in order to get this huge trade benefit, uh, which helps the Chinese economy really doesn't help ours. So I've reintroduced that whole concept and that bill. Uh, I think the time has come. American corporations have enabled not only the military expansionism of Xi Jinping, the dictator in China, but also their their security apparatus uh, that oppresses its own people each and every day. So we need to say, China, we'll trade with you, but with conditionality. It has to be human rights and I'm going to push very hard for it. So in, in this legislation, it, it, it's not just about, uh, you know, economic benefit that China has with, you know, flooding our markets with cheap products made from labor that's in concentration camps in some cases. But this also goes on to dealing with the, the organ harvesting that's been taking place of political prisoners, the economic espionage that's been taking place. And, and it, I mean, I think they have corrupted our university system. They have corrupted big business. You know, we were told I wasn't here. You were. But I, I, I do know I heard the debate. We were told, oh, let's just open up the markets, give them most favored nation status and we'll change China. I don't think that's happened. I think China has changed Wall Street and I think it's changed our university system for the worse. Without a doubt. Uh, I've argued, and when Clinton delinked human rights from trade, May 26, 1994, I did a press conference, and everything I said there, and I'm no prophet, uh, has come true. They have changed, um, we have changed, I should say, particularly the corporate uh, mentality in this country to pander, uh, to do whatever they can to get cheap products and cheap labor uh, with very to little or no. Uh, protections like uh, occupational safety. So there's a lot of people who die uh, in China while they're making products. All of that, plus this new, not new, but ever worsening organ harvesting issue. Uh, I have another bill that I'm trying to get marked up, hopefully on the 28th of this coming month, about February, uh, that will significantly go after uh, this barbaric practice of the Chinese Communist Party uh, to kill religious freedom advocates to kill Falun Gong practitioners, Uyghurs, Christians, Catholics, uh, and Tibetan Buddhists, average age 28, uh, 50 to 100,000 people per year, and the number is going up. 
detect their organs, two to three per person. Uh, it is barbaric. It, it is Nazi-like. Yeah, yeah. It's going on right now, as you know so well. Uh, and they target the healthiest people uh, who happen to be religious people uh, uh, or Falun practitioners uh, because of their lifestyle and because they have a, an extreme prejudice against yeah, them. Yeah, and, and so we want to follow that. And that's the benefit of the Republicans having control of committees. I know where it's not going to get through the Senate and to the president most likely, but it will educate it'll educate the American public and it'll set the stage for later. Very quickly, cool. got 30 seconds left. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar removed from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Uh, quickly, your thoughts on that? Well, I voted for, to, for removal. Uh, my belief is that, you know, when Israel itself is facing an existential threat from Hamas, especially from Iran, Hezbollah, and for her to be making reckless statements about how the United States and Israel are the equivalent of the Taliban, uh, that is that has real implications in the real world, especially in the Middle East and especially for our great friend and ally Israel. So I think she could be on other committees, but not on foreign affairs. I agree 100 percent. I think it was uh, should have been done a long time ago. Congressman Chris Smith, always great to see you. Thank you for your leadership on so many issues on Capitol Hill that we care very deeply Tony, about. Thank you for your leadership. You've been an amazing leader, especially on religious freedom. All right. Have a great weekend. Thank you. All right. FBI agents searched President Biden's uh, beach house yesterday in an ongoing probe into the president's mishandling of classified documents. According to reports, the effort yielded no additional documents with confidential markings. However, they did take away some material. The president's own attorneys were able to put a spin on what they found and how they found it. We're going to talk about this next big difference the way they treated Donald Trump and the way they are treating Joe Biden. I'm going to talk with Congressman Ralph Norman right after the break. Don't go away. Would you like to spend consistent time in God's Word? Then join Family Research Council on an exciting journey through the Bible. FRC's two-year Bible reading plan helps you to approach daily Bible reading intentionally. You will dive deeper into the nature of God and how his word speaks into cultural issues of today. All wisdom comes from God, and he has given us the Bible as a way to understand the world. His word is necessary in our lives, so much so that Christ said, we are to live on every word that comes from the mouth of God. He calls it our daily bread because we need it daily to sustain us and nourish us spiritually, just like food does physically. Start this adventure today with Family Research Council. When you sign up, we'll text you with daily passages and questions that help prepare you for conversations with your friends and family. To begin this journey, visit frc.org slash Bible. First Peter 3.15 instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks for a reason for the hope that we have. The mission of FRC's online center for biblical worldview is to carry out that verse by training Christians to advance and defend the faith in their families, communities, and the public square, as now more than ever, we need to be grounded in the truth of God's word. The Center for Biblical Worldview provides amazing written resources for a wide range of relevant issues, including biblical stances on voting, religious liberty, abortion, marriage, and sexuality. Each of these topics comes as a free downloadable PDF version, abbreviated version, and Spanish translation, along with a prayer guide. 
To access this written series or to sign up for the Center for Biblical Worldviews monthly newsletter, visit frc.org slash worldview. Did you know that from as early as 12 weeks, and certainly by 20 weeks, an unborn child can feel pain? Did you know the issue of pornography is growing among women? Did you know that pornography, sex trafficking, and abortion are all linked and on the rise across the globe? Issues such as pornography, human trafficking, drug legalization, and abortion are all violations of human dignity and have resulted in the devaluation of human life in our culture. Family Research Council stands firm on the principle that every life has value, ought to be respected, and has been designed for a unique purpose— Educate yourself on the harms of pornography, human trafficking, and abortion so that you can offer hope and help. Learn more at frc.org forward slash life. Back to Washington Watch. I'm Tony Perkins, your host. Good to have you with us on this uh, Thursday. The, uh, as, I t- as I said at the top of the program, it's, it's kind of a drip, drip, drip of documents. Every time we turn around, we're hearing more about uh, a search of documents. Well, the, the press, believe it or not, the press, the media, finally get a little irritated asking questions of the White House about their transparency. Uh, play clip number six, please. Can you assure us that the White House has been and continues to be as transparent as possible, meaning that where there haven't been disclosures, something has prevented that? What I can say is what the president has said many times, and you've seen it in our statements, is that um, we are uh, cooperating fully. Uh, The president and his team is cooperating fully, and we will continue to do that. Uh, And I'll just leave it there. Again, that was White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre putting the White House spin on stuff. Well, yesterday, FBI agents searched President Biden's Rohibith Beach House uh, in the ongoing probe into the president's mishandling of classified documents. Now, according to the reports, the effort yielded no additional documents with classified markings, although they did take away uh, what they described as uh, notes and notebooks and some things of that nature. But here's what we know is that the president's personal attorney is the one that's been describing the searches to the media. Now, the contrast between yesterday's FBI expedition and how a weaponized Department of Justice treated former President Trump could not be more apparent. Joining me now to discuss this is Congressman Ralph Norman. He serves on the House Budget Committee, the Rules Committee, the Financial Services Committee. He represents the 5th Congressional District of South Carolina. Congressman Norman, welcome back to the program. Great to be with you, Tony. Thank you. All right. According to reports, the FBI agreed to a written litany of terms before conducting this search. Now, this is quite a contrast to what they did when they raided President Trump's home. Wait, what are we to make of this? Two-tiered system of justice, one for Democrats, one for Republicans, particularly with with Donald Trump. Uh, Tony, look at the differences. I mean, with Donald Trump, you had the sirens blaring, you had the 27 FBI agents, you had the media there. Uh, They asked to turn the cameras off. They would not let uh, President Trump's attorneys in the room when they were searching the documents. 
Contrast that with what happened to Biden. Uh, not only did they know about it prior to the midterm elections, they held it, both the Department of Justice, FBI, they held it secret until after the midterms. And then in January, they started searching for it. But you notice uh, they're letting Biden's attorneys go through the all the documents. And where are they going? when are they going to start defining what they're finding? I mean, is it does a, a box of documents is how many what's in there? How, how are they classified? Where are they looking? How did they know to go there in the first place? And the first thing I saw when I saw his house, I knew he had two or three houses. And, uh, you know, how did they pick, you know, the Penn Center? The Penn Center is a recipient of $54 million from the, from the Chinese, and I visited there last week. You know what it is? It's in a larger building. It's square footage in a larger building. How in the world they spent, where they spent the $54 million is a mystery to me. It's dark now. But, uh, you know, it's just a two-tier system of justice. It's so corrupt. Well, I, I want to go back to, to this point because it, it really, uh, there's so many areas of uh, contrast here. But as you pointed out, his attorneys were there for the raid. And his attorneys are the ones that are actually reporting this information to the press. And and, and they're putting such a spin on it. Here's uh, his attorney, uh, Mr. Bauer, saying, consistent with the process in Wilmington, the DOJ took uh, took for further review some materials and handwritten notes that appear to relate to his time as vice president referring to the documents they found uh, in his residence. Now, today, with the president's full support and cooperation, DOJ is conducting a planned search of his home in Delaware. Now, I mean, putting the most positive spin on this, and again, this is to contrast to how you said they came in with raids, lights, sirens going into President uh, Trump's home. Uh, This has to be shaking the American public's confidence in our justice system. But you ought to be you ought to be up here with us serving. I mean, it, it is it, it's a tragedy what's happening, uh, and it's not just. I mean, it's it, at all every level. I, I was on the oversight committee uh, with Jody Heiss and asking for documents from this administration on anything. They stonewall it, and they won't give it. And just like uh, Jean Claude Pierre saying, you know, it's what Biden says. When have his words meant anything? They yeah. haven't. And so the American people are going to have to rise up, and we've got a real problem. Uh, when you, the FBI is supposed to set the gold standard for justice, and uh, they're just they're sold out, and it's very, very disturbing. Well, I'm hoping that these uh, congressional hearings on the weaponization of government uh, will give us some information and let the public know even more what's happening. Before we run out of time, Congressman, I want to switch gears very quickly because you've got a really important piece of legislation that you have introduced, Ensuring Accurate and Complete Abortion Data Reporting Act. This would simply make uh, states or encourage states, incentivize states to report to the CDC information regarding abortion so that we know what's going on. Well, first of all, Tony, states don't have to do it, as you mentioned. Family planning is supposed to to prevent abortions. And the fact is, we need to know how many abortions are are being performed. And so what we've done is tie it to if they're not going to provide the information, which I know they have. You just each hospital keeps meticulous records. If they don't provide it, then we're going to look at the funding and see, hold the funding until they provide what we should have. And it really should not even have to ask for. Uh, And we'll see what happens. It's a uh, again, it's a miscarriage of justice and the administration should be leading the way, but they're just not. 30 seconds, Congressman. Why do they not want to report the numbers? 
I don't think they want the American people to know what's going on. Yeah. The doctors don't want to uh, don't want it out on who's actually performing the abortions. The fetuses, the parts that are being used in in ways that should not be used on the on the death of a child, they don't want that out. So it's, it's collusion to keep information from the American people. It's an open dark secret. Congressman, always great to see you. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. My pleasure. All right. Congressman Ralph Norman of South Carolina, another great guy on Capitol Hill fighting for things that we care about. Coming up, we'll discuss important legislation being considered in Nebraska to protect vulnerable minors from experimental gender transition procedures. Now, this is really, this is a pushback that's happening in states all across the nation as the Biden administration and the left is pushing this transgender agenda. Everything from bathrooms to having healthy body parts cut off. That's what the Biden administration is pushing. Well, states are pushing back. We'll talk about it next. Don't go away. Are you a university student? Do you know a university student, specifically one who wants to grow as a Christian leader to positively influence public policy and the culture? Look no further. Family Research Council has a life-changing 12 to 15 week internship program that has prepared and equipped students to take the next step in their professional journey. With a speaker series focusing on careers and callings, lectures from prominent conservative leaders, and weekly biblical worldview training, students will grow in personal and professional development. Interns have the opportunity to work in policy, communications, event planning, and more. They will gain real-world experience working directly with our experts who will guide them in pursuing careers of influence so that they can make a difference wherever God calls. This paid internship offers fully funded housing in the heart of downtown D.C., giving you the chance to experience our nation's capital. Visit frc.org internships to apply. What is biblical masculinity? In our culture of gender confusion, there aren't many examples of godly manhood. Men, husbands, and fathers need to find a model of godly manhood, leadership, and strength. But where can they find it in our culture? Stand Courageous Men's Ministry was created to help men find this model of godly manhood and to develop a strong biblical character, cultivate positive habits, build and rebuild relationships, and make commitments that will move men closer to God's good purpose and design. Men who will stand courageous. Join us at a Stand Courageous Men's Conference to discuss critical aspects of masculinity. These conferences are led by men who understand the issues men face. They unpack our role as a defender, provider, instructor, and battle buddy so that we can make an influence as a chaplain inside and outside the home. Learn more and find a Stand Courageous event near you at StandCourageous.com. I'm Tony Perkins, and this is Washington Watch. The website, TonyPerkins.com. Be sure and check it out. Lots of resources there for you and contact information for uh, our guest that we have on the program. And by the way, I, I want to, time to time I mention this, but it's always good to encourage those uh, elected officials to come on the program. You know, we, I have mostly uh, men and women on who are serving serving you, serving the Lord. We, we have mostly conservatives on the program giving them a platform to tell you what they're actually doing. And they're fighting the good fight. You heard Chris Smith earlier. He's been up here fighting for a long time. 
it's always good for them to hear positive reinforcement. So if you get a chance, send them a note, say thank you. Hey, it was great to hear you on Washington Watch. Thanks for fighting for faith, family, and freedom. You know, and we've been talking about that fight. One of the issues we've been discussing on this program is, you know, protecting vulnerable children from experimental gender transition procedures. Now, what's interesting, we talked about this yesterday, many European nations are rapidly moving away to discourage this this type of surgery and treatments, and some are even banning it. Now, they were far ahead of us, and they're getting the, they're reaping the, I guess I'm looking for the word. They're they're reaping the negative outcomes of this, and they're saying, "Hey, we don't need to do this." Well, the United States, even seeing that, we're marching down this path. This administration pushing this at every turn, but but legislators in states all across the country are saying, "Hey, we're not going to let this happen to our children," and we're seeing this now in the state of Nebraska. They've entered introduced a measure called Let Them Grow. It's the Let Them Grow Act, which would protect minors from these life-altering surgeries. Join me now to discuss this is the author of the bill, uh, State Senator Kathleen Kalf. She represents Nebraska's 31st District. Senator, welcome to Washington Watch. Thank you very much. I appreciate being on. Well, tell us about the bill you've introduced and what it does. So Let Them Grow uh, is designed to protect youth who are experiencing gender dysphoria. It bans cross-sex hormones, puberty blockers, and surgeries under the age of 19. And in the state of Nebraska, 19 is the age majority. Um, and it is, it's not targeting trans. It's not um, doing anything other than trying to protect them from these incredibly damaging treatments that are irreversible. And at that age, no child can determine whether or not uh, they really want to do this. And we also know that the statistics show us that most of the children suffering from gender dysphoria, they move through that phase. If they are able to develop normally, they usually come out on the other side. If if left alone um, with with other therapies, uh, but not socially transitioning, over 85% of these kids desist from um, the gender dysphoria. So if they start doing the transitioning, um, when they start the hormones, when they start the social transitioning aspect of it, almost almost 100% of them wind up going through with complete surgery. That's a huge swing between people who would desist and then 100% actually going through with it. So we know once you start down this very, very slippery slope, there's really no other outcome for these kids. And that is, again, these are irreversible procedures. Well, we, But we have many that regret it after the fact, even though they continue with the treatments and go down that path, they detransition because they realized this was a phase. It was not, there were other issues that needed to be dealt with. Exactly. And one of the things um, that is, is hardest for these, these kids, especially, is they don't have the capacity to think long term. Right. Um, I'm meeting with a, a youth and um, his mom, who the youth is going through gender dysphoria, uh, very much upset with me for bringing this bill up. And one of the things that he, he said was, well, if I don't like it, I'll just reverse it later. Now, this is a 16-year-old kid for whom things are he doesn't understand how difficult and complicated the entire procedure will be, how those changes will never go away, and how you cannot 
um, reattach parts or reinstall your, your puberty once you've taken it away. I mean, there's so many examples of what we restrict when it comes to, to minors. I mean, we don't let them drive. We, in many states, are not allowed to get tattoos without parental authority. I mean, there's just so many things because of what you just said. They cannot fully understand the consequences of the decisions they make. All right, you have another bill dealing uh, with protecting girls' sports. We only have about a minute and a half left, but I want you to talk about that bill and how our listeners in Nebraska can help you. So the, the second bill is LB575, and that is called Sports and Spaces. And it protects uh, girl sports K through 12 um, from biological males competing on them. But it also protects the group locker rooms and bathrooms for both biological sexes. One of the things I want to make people understand is this is about privacy and respect for all, all students, whether they're male or female. Um, you know, nobody enjoyed puberty. Puberty is awful and it is uncomfortable and having to deal with those issues in a locker room um, is way more than we should be pushing on kids. So we want kids to feel safe and secure at school, whether they're dealing with gender dysphoria or whether they're not. And so Sports and Spaces keeps uh, biological males and biological females in separated group locker rooms and bathrooms. But it also allows the schools the ability to understand what issues they're dealing with and come up with individual school building solutions. Well, it sounds like common sense is alive and well in Nebraska. How can our uh, viewers and listeners help you up there very quickly? You know what? Um, February 8th, we have a hearing for Let Them Grow. And February 13th, we have a hearing for sports and spaces. We need people to send in written testimony if you live in Nebraska. Um, and if you are close by, we'd love to have you come to the Capitol and testify or just show your support. All right. And also, I love the fact that you are saying to send some love to your senators. I tell that to people all the time. Identify the senators who are doing the right thing because let me tell you, once I dropped these bills, we got bombed. I can only imagine. Got to leave it there, Senator. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back, folks. Don't go away. What is biblical masculinity? In our culture of gender confusion, there aren't many examples of godly manhood. Men, husbands, and fathers need to find a model of godly manhood, leadership, and strength. But where can they find it in our culture? Stand Courageous Men's Ministry was created to help men find this model of godly manhood and to develop a strong biblical character, cultivate positive habits, build and rebuild relationships, and make commitments that will move men closer to God's good purpose and design men who will stand courageous. Join us at a Stand Courageous Men's Conference to discuss critical aspects of masculinity. These conferences are led by men who understand the issues men face. They unpack our role as a defender, provider, instructor, and battle buddy so that we can make an influence as a chaplain inside and outside the home. Learn more and find a Stand Courageous event near you at StandCourageous.com. With the increase in tech censorship of conservatives and Christians, Family Research Council created a tech subscription platform to be sure we don't go completely dark due to censorship. It is important to us that we stay connected with you and that you stay informed. So if we get canceled, you can still access updates on faith, family, and freedom. How? Just text STAND to 67742 to sign up for our text alerts and you will get FRC's content straight to your phone. Again, just text STAND to 67742 and you will get alerts on the biggest stories of the day. 
with just a simple text, always have access to our content and stay informed and connected with like-minded community. Text STAND to 67742. That's STAND to 67742. Are you a university student? Do you know a university student, specifically one who wants to grow as a Christian leader to positively influence public policy and the culture? Look no further. Family Research Council has a life-changing 12 to 15 week internship program that has prepared and equipped students to take the next step in their professional journey. With a speaker series focusing on careers and callings, lectures from prominent conservative leaders, and weekly biblical worldview training, students will grow in personal and professional development. Interns have the opportunity to work in policy, communications, event planning, and more. They will gain real-world experience working directly with our experts who will guide them in pursuing careers of influence so that they can make a difference wherever God calls. This paid internship offers fully funded housing in the heart of downtown D.C., giving you the chance to experience our nation's capital. Visit frc.org slash internships to apply. Welcome back to this Thursday edition of Washington Watch. Uh, We ran out of time that last segment. I do want to encourage you, if you live in the state of Nebraska, to help Senator Kalf on these two important bills. Uh, You can find out more at the website, TonyPerkins.com. But if you live in Nebraska, you know how to get in touch with your uh, your legislators. But these two bills could certainly use some help. And uh, as she, she even mentioned on the way out, she likes, she said, it, it is powerful when you send a note of appreciation. And I do know what she's talking about. When you introduce bills like this that the left just pounces on, I mean, this is the stuff of cancel culture. You put in this kind of stuff and people want to cancel you. All right. And uh, speaking of uh, the cancel culture, uh, you can get the the latest journey in the Bible. We have our 40 day journey through the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah, courage in a cancel culture. And you, if you'd like to get a copy of that, it's it's so timely when you look at what is in the Bible and its application to today. But you can get a copy of that by texting Jeremiah to 67742. Jeremiah to 67742. And you get a link. You can get a download a digital copy. We ran out of uh, hard copies. But you can uh, get a digital copy and comes up next week, uh, next month on uh, Amazon. Okay. Uh, I want to go to this topic, speaking of cancel culture, of, of what's happening even this week in Congress. In fact, yesterday, Andy Biggs was on the House floor talking about direct TV. And what it is doing to Newsmax. Play clip number nine. We know what happens in nations where you have the big government utilizing the power of the marketplace through the big, big business and now the marriage of big tech. We know that that leads to something that I call fascism. So last week, DirecTV abruptly removed Newsmax from its platform. Now, the sudden move to cancel the fourth highest rated cable news channel, which reaches about 25 million Americans, 
led uh, groups of leading uh, members of Congress in the Senate and the House, uh, in fact, a group of senators, sent a letter demanding information from DirecTV about the decision. Now, the left previously succeeded in its efforts to deplatform conservative network OAN. So this is yet another example of what happens to be when, when the political left uh, is in collusion with the communication giants. This is dangerous. This, you can see a pattern here. You know, it's the social media. That was one thing. But now we're seeing cable. You know, this is, where, do, where are conservatives supposed to go? How do you get news and information? I'm asked that all the time. And I'm, we've been pushed off of many uh, platforms because of that, because we speak truth. That's why I'm grateful for Newsmax and what they've been doing. But now they are the target. Well, joining me now to discuss this is Newsmax CEO Chris Ruddy. Chris, welcome to the program. Well, Tony, thank you for having me on. It's great. Let me fix my collar. I'm seeing that here. It's uh, sticking out. So that's all right. Gotta look prim you're, and proper you, for your show. Well, you're a TV guy. You should be ready for that. So let's let's talk about this. This is disturbing. W- was DirecTV's decision as shocking to you as it was to so many others? Well, I was shocked, even though we had a sort of rough negotiation period, because um, Newsmax has has been around for a long time. We reach a lot of people. We're the fourth highest rated. You mentioned this. You know how big we're reaching twenty five million people. Um, they deplatformed One America last year. It had lower ratings with us than us. I think there was some shenanigans there. Um, but I thought they're not going to do two channels in the same year. And we were new with so many major uh, systems last year, Dish and, and Verizon and others. And uh, they did. They did. They they are a woke company, AT&T, DirecTV, and they do not want to have another conservative channel. They have 22 liberal news channels, Tony, on that system. And they only want to have one conservative channel. They just got rid of two of us in the past 12 months. Uh, this has gotten the attention of lawmakers. I was on. Uh, I was at the Capitol this morning. I was talking with uh, the majority leader Steve Scalise, and I mean this. This is concerning to them because they they see what's happening. The noose is being tightened around conservative outlets, and this is how they communicate with their constituents. Because you know CNN's not going to give them a, a an opportunity to speak about what's really happening. MSNBC. Uh, and even Fox, to a large degree, when it comes to issues of faith and family and freedom that we deal with here, those platforms have become hostile. Newsmax is one of the few where that's still accessible. I mean, what's well, the I way forward that, here? Well, first of all, I believe that this country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles and people of faith made this nation a great nation. And our Constitution is based on um, biblical values, for sure. I don't think there's any question about it. I'm a believing Christian, and I believe that Christianity and people of faith, um, the Jewish community loves Newsmax because we're very open to them and people of faith, and we're a platform for them. They're very disappointed, as are many in the Christian community. And more and more media is trying to denigrate and downgrade and deplatform Christianity from right. the public square. And we're, when they look at Newsmax, the woke left people, they don't like us. And, um, you know, we're not like out. We don't we we're, as you know, we try to give balance on a lot well, of issues. We give both sides. We have liberals on all the time. That, that's they the don't point. like that. That's the point. I mean, I, I, I don't think, you know, if you want Christian television, that's all about, you know, Christian program. That's fine. I mean, I, I like that at times. But 
I want to have discussion. There was a time in this country, Kirsten, you know this, you're a news guy. There was a time in this country when the sides got together and we had, it was debates, but it was constructive debates. And, and we worked through issues. That's how you reach consensus. But if we only have one side talking to itself and the other side talking to itself, how do you ever come together and reach consensus? Tony, they don't want to have a debate. They don't want another side. The left is imposing their will. And it's a very scary moment in the United States that they could get removed Newsmax. And it's good that there's pushback. That in my mind, there should be even more. Remember, this all starts with Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats writing a letter to AT&T and other cable operators saying that they should remove One America, Newsmax, and Fox News. AT&T, which does a lot of business with the government, complied in two of these instances now, the three channels. They have no real good excuse. They said that they did cost cutting. Okay, you're a business. You don't need to be even a business person. Why do you have 22 liberal channels, most of which nobody watches? Newsmax has much higher ratings. You're paying them more than One America Newsmax ever would get from you. You're paying the multiples of it. Uh, wouldn't you cut those low-rated liberal channels and other low-rated channels first well, that I, nobody I, watches? I, I, I mean, you and I talked about that, you know, and I think I figured it out. That's the Department of Education's new math. Uh, they're operating off the new math. It, it makes absolutely no sense what they're doing because it doesn't add up to you and I that know that 2 plus 2 equals 4. But I, I was thinking about this as you were discussing is It reminded me of uh, German pastor Martin Niemöller. Uh, you might remember the, the quote is quite famous, famous. He said, first they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak out because I was not a trade unionist. And they came for the Jews, and I didn't speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. And I, I, that's what's happening when it comes to conservative speech. First, they went after some of the religious groups. You know, then they then went after some of the, the weaker conservative groups. They're coming after you. They won't stop with Newsmax. I think people need to realize there's a, there's a time to circle the wagons and say enough is enough. And, you know, we have less and less media. You know, Rush is gone. You're one of the great guys left on radio that really espoused the values. There's a few left, and a lot of them are sort of all over the place. Um, we did get great support today. We have it up on Newsmax. Uh, Sean Hannity did a tweet uh, retweeting what uh, John Voigt said in support of Newsmax, that you that we're truth news and that we shouldn't be closed down. And he came out and did a video that's all over the web today. Ron DeSantis came out um, and said that we were being targeted and he wants hearings. President Trump said that he's so disgusted by AT&T and DirecTV that he's canceling DirecTV. He's canceling all his um, AT&T phones and services, and he's telling everyone else to cancel. Um, we have a, a told people that if you're a customer of DirecTV or Uverse, you're not getting Newsmax, call them at 877-NEWSMAX. It's real simple, 877-NEWSMAX. We'll connect you right away with them. Um, and, you know, we encourage people to cancel because I don't think the option is that they're going to bring us back. They've made no indication that they really want us back. So give that number out uh, again. So, folks, I want to encourage you folks to get a piece of paper, write this down. Uh, if you happen to miss it, we do have a link at TonyPerkins.com. But, Chris, give that again. 877-NEWSMAX, 877-NEWSMAX, and the operator will connect you to DirecTV Uverse. And, um, you know, when they're telling people things like we're still in negotiations, we're not. They're saying you can get us for free. They know the free app's going to end very soon. 
They claim they have another conservative channel up. Well, nobody's ever heard of them before. You go through this list of things. Um, I feel sorry for them because they, you know, they, there's this thing going around the web that says, go woke, go broke, right? And I think that's the lesson, really, that we have to, if you go for, companies like AT&T shouldn't be involved in politics. It's, it's like, why are they even involved? And, and they're taking very hardened positions on the left now. It's not like they're even being pressured into these things. And I'm so glad that um, people like you, Tony, and others are speaking out on our behalf. What kind of feedback are you getting from your your viewers that ha- have been out there? All of a sudden, they wake up and it's gone. We have been. We heard that over 70,000, maybe 80,000 phone calls have been made now to DirecTV from people that were outraged and want to cancel or refunds or whatever. Um, and we can tell because of the 800 number uh, statistics. We're seeing huge amount of people coming to Newsmax.com. We have a petition page called IWantNewsmax.com. IWantNewsmax.com, and people have been going there. So we're getting um, tremendous. We look at social media and the amount we were trending for AT&T and DirecTV in the past week. Um, we look at, if you look at anything like on Facebook, if there's an ad for for DirecTV, just look at all the comments. It's just one after the other, outrage what they did to Newsmax. So, so Chris, all right, so economically, it does not make sense. In fact, I was having this conversation with Steve Scalise. You know, you're, you're, you make a profit for them. I mean, you draw people into their network. It's good for business. And, and this is something, this is a trend we've seen in the last 10 years where it used to be it was, people thought, you know, and it was not always good because the profit drove everything. And that sometimes meant that they did things that were not really good because they were driven by profit. But at least you could kind of figure out their motives and you could kind of, you know, it made sense. This is not driven by profit. In fact, it's, the, it's counter to making a profit. This is all driven by ideology. And as you said, there was a day when there was the liberals and the, and the conservatives and the two had conversations or debates the left doesn't want to have a debate. This is the ideology of the left. Silence your opponent. They are out to close us down. I mean, we're seeing this. And in, in, we saw in the Twitter files with Elon Musk that actually government was working in concert with um, Twitter to actually censor Americans. This is a violation of basic constitutional rights. Um, I am told by people that follow this. If you notice, there's been very little media coverage outside of conservative media like Fox and Newsmax and you. Why? The reason is that government apparently has been working with other media, not just Twitter, and that they're up to their eyeballs. And if we really start exploring what they did, people will be shocked. It's a constitute. Governments should not be involved in interfering in free speech. Um, and and they're, they're, they were telling people, Tony, not to report on Biden, Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, it turns out that it was his laptop. Now everybody's admitted it. But we were told at the time, publicly, and the press was saying, well, it was disinformation from Russia. It wasn't. It was his real laptop. Well, and they knew that. And they told us not to report it. It's shocking. Right. And, you know, I've talked to some of the incoming uh, chairmen in the Republican House who are going to be having some of these uh, oversight hearings. I think the next six months are going to be very revealing. And I think some of those things that you just made reference to, how deep the government was involved with some of these 
communication giants is going to be shocking to the American public. And, and I think that's a part of taking you out because it is Newsmax, it's uh, it's the OANs, it's it's the, 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 the Washington watches that actually give platform for that information to get out there. Yeah, well, Ted, um, Ken Buck, the congressman from Colorado, Ken Buck has written a great book called Crushed. And he talks about how in Crushed, he talks about how Google and Facebook and Twitter and even Amazon are trying to close down voices. So that, I mean, he's been a leader in trying to yeah. confront these guys. And then Senator Ted Cruz, he's been very powerful, a very strong uh, advocate for going after these big tech guys, Mike Lee as well. well they um, understand. We they understand. Their, their ability to communicate to their constituents hangs in the balance with communication. Just to show you how evil these guys are, Tony, we know that in the, in the um, 16 and the 20 election, Google, which has Gmail, it's the largest email server, took all of the emails from Donald Trump and the Republicans and dumped them in their users' mm -hmm. spam box. Even if they wanted them, everything went into spam yep. pretty much. Yep. And the study, this was a university study, found that 90% of Biden's emails and the Democrats went in the inbox. How, how that That's happen? a billion-dollar donation to the Democrats. Yep. Well, Chris, you know, you're a TV guy. You know what it means when you're up at the uh, top of the hour. We're out of time. I want to thank you for joining us. And again, very quickly, give out that number for people to call. It's 877-NEWSMAX, 877-NEWSMAX, the website, IWantNewsMAX.com. All right, Chris, great to see you. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, sir. Good All to right. be on with you. Folks, I want to thank you for joining us well and take action. Because I'm telling you, they are coming to eliminate all conservative sources of news and information. We have to stand together. Until next time, I leave you once again with the encouraging words the Apostle Paul found in Ephesians 6, where he says, when you've done everything you can do, when you've prayed, when you've prepared, and when you've taken your stand, by all means, keep standing. Washington Watch with Tony Perkins is brought to you by Family Research Council and is entirely listener-supported. Portions of the show discussing candidates are brought to you by Family Research Council Action. For more information on anything you've heard today or to find out how you can partner with us in our ongoing efforts to promote faith, family, and freedom, visit TonyPerkins.com. Also, to leave a comment about Washington Watch, call our watch line at 1-866-372-7234. That's 1-866-372-7234. Three, four.